This morning, um, we're going to take a pause, all right, from uh, the Sermon on the Mount. Okay, well, I know last week we talked about um, anxiety, um, and, and part two, all right, was coming this week, but I want to take a pause um, for a week, and we'll pick back up um, on the second part of anxiety next week um, uh, for, for a couple different reasons. Um, one of them being, you know, my wife and I, we took our kids to Costco, all right, on Friday. and was a brave, bold move to go to Costco with two kids. And uh, as soon as we, uh, we didn't even get into the parking lot and there were uh, cars lined up at the stoplight, you know, so the traffic was backing up. And, and so I knew it was going to be a zoo. And I'm a person that uh, I don't do well in those environments. And so I'm pulling up to the stoplight and I'm trying to convince my my wife, let's go home. She's like, no, we got to get some things. And so like any good husband, I told her, okay, yes, dear. Um, and, and so we went into to Costco. We pulled in and um, we get the kids out and we go inside and um, we grab a car and we wipe it down. And um, as soon as we get inside, we see the lines to check out in Costco or through the back of the store. Um, and, and so I'm in my head processing, like, how do I get through this? How do I get my kids through this before um, people, you know, uh, uh, come and try and do church discipline on me because I've done something uh, silly? Um, and so I'm processing through my head, hey, how are we going to get through this um, without me losing my mind, without my kids uh, throwing a fit. And so I told my wife to go ahead and get in line, um, and she had Harper in the car with her, in, in the cart with her, and I took Joe, and we just, Joe and I just kind of ran throughout the store and grabbed things, and then came back to the line and put it in the cart, and um, and we just kept doing that. So every time I'd get back to the car, my wife would say, okay, you guys need to go get this next, you know. And so Joe and I are running around the store, and uh, probably, uh, we're not the only ones running around the store there were lots of people running around the stores you know it's like a scene it looked like you know you know people were being chased by dinosaurs or or, or something you know it was just chaotic you know it was like a big t-rex coming um after everybody so everybody's in panic and so when i got back in the car um it was it was a successful trip i didn't hurt anybody or myself and so we got back in the car and we're driving home and i'm just thinking about my head you know thinking in the head of um the picture you know, that I saw um, in the picture that I realized what, you know, what was happening inside of me, you know, how uh, there for a moment, you know, conforming to, all right, um, the environment that I was in, all right, I was conforming to the, the, the panic, the chaos, um, it was causing, you know, my heart to beat fast, and I was getting, you know, anxious and wanting to just get out of there, you know, and, and so I wanted to stop this week um, and just simplify things for all of us in this time. Just simplify things. Simplify things for the church and what God has called us to be as the church in the midst of this season. Okay, and so that's where we uh, pick up in Acts chapter 2. Um, before um, we read the passage for this morning, just to give you a brief um, context leading up to the passage Jesus was just crucified all right and and then he raised from the grave 3 days later and he appears to the to the disciples and he tells the disciples hey I'm going to leave I'm going back to the father um, I'm going to send the helper. I'm going to send the Holy Spirit who will come to live and dwell inside of you to guide you to convict you 
all right, to bring to remembrance all things that are true, all right, to guide your feet, all right. Paul says in Galatians, you know, that uh, since the Holy Spirit lives within us, dwells within us, that if we live by the Spirit, then let us keep in step with the Spirit. And so Jesus says, hey, I'm going back to the Father, all right, I'm going to send the helper, the Holy Spirit, all right, who will guide you through, all right, this life and bring to remembrance all the things that I've said to you. And so Jesus sends back to the Father. He sends down the Holy Spirit here at the beginning of Acts. All right. And then Peter gives this message. All right. In Acts chapter 2, he proclaims the gospel all right, to the Jewish people. All right. Proclaims the gospel to the Jewish people at the, at the end of his uh, uh, message of proclaiming the gospel and who Jesus Christ was. It says that there were 3,000 souls that were added that day. There were 3,000 people who gave their life to Christ after hearing the gospel message. And so then this is their response. This is the church's response to hearing the gospel message. Okay, as we pick up in verse 42. Okay, this is the church's response to the gospel. And so therefore, it's our response. It should be our response to the gospel. Acts chapter 2, 42 through 47. And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and the prayers. And all came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. And all who believed were together had all things in common. And they were selling, and they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the proceeds to all as any had need. And day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts." praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to their number day by day those who were being saved. This is the response of believers to the gospel. This is the response of the church. This is what they did in response to the gospel. But not only is this what they did in response to the gospel, this is what they also did in response to a, 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 a cultural climate. And it was a cultural climate at this time where Jesus was just crucified. Where Jesus resurrected three days later. And so there's high tension. All right? There's the Jewish religious leaders, right? Who had just spent the last couple years plotting to kill Jesus. All right? And then you have the Roman authorities who are working with the Jewish religious leaders, all right? Because both sides of the part, both, both parties here, are trying to protect their own authority, their own power, all right? Their own position, all right? And so Jesus was a threat uh, to their ranks, all right? And so this is, this is a cultural climate here, all right, that is not advantageous, is not convenient, is not comfortable for Christians, for gatherings, for proclaiming the gospel message. If you keep reading through the book of Acts, it won't be long. It'll just be a couple pages before you see the persecutions of the church start to happen. 
the persecutions of Christians start to happen. And so not only is this the church's response to hearing the gospel message in which Peter proclaimed, it's also the church's response in the midst of a cultural climate in which was not advantageous for being a Christian. was not advantageous for gathering together. And what they did is simple. Their response was simple. The church's response to the gospel and to the cultural climate was simple. It was this. They devoted themselves. They committed themselves. They vowed themselves to. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. Not that the apostles were making teaching up, that they called their own, but the apostles' teaching means the gospel message. They devote themselves to the message of Jesus Christ and how Jesus Christ fulfilled all of Scripture, fulfilled all of the Old Testament prophecy. They devote themselves to the apostles' teaching, to the teaching of the gospel, and the fellowship, They devoted themselves to gathering together. To the breaking of bread and the prayers. They ate together. They took communion together. They prayed together. They were together. This is how they responded to the gospel and to the cultural climate. They did not neglect to meet together. Verse 43, And all came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. And all who believed were together and had all things in common. And they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the proceeds to all as any has need. So they gathered together and devoted themselves to the teachings, to the prayer, to the breaking of bread. And they also devoted themselves, they committed themselves to taking care of the needs of the people around them. They devoted themselves to taking care of their needs as they gathered together and the needs of the people that were around them in the community. This was their response to the gospel. This was their response to the cultural climate is that they devoted themselves to taking care of the needs of the people around them. Simple. A simple response to the gospel. But yet, as we'll see here, a very profound response response to the gospel, a very profound response to the cultural climate. And day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to their number day by days, day by day, those who were being saved. Understand this, the response that the church took to the gospel and to the cultural climate, the response all right, produced this, okay? It produced glad and generous hearts, okay? But it also produced favor amongst the people. It produced favor amongst all the people in the community. And so as they gathered together, as they sat under the gospel message, they prayed together, they broke bread together, they shared what they had in common all right, they took care of each other's needs. They ate together. It produced a favor with all the people that were around them. All the people in the community 
they found favor with for how they responded for what they were doing. And not only did they find favor with people, and the Lord added to their number day by day those that were being saved. The way the church responded to the gospel, the way the church responded to the cultural climate, all right, was a testimony to people around them. And people saw their testimony, saw what they were doing, saw that they were gathering together and taking care of one another's needs. They saw that. And it was through that, it was through that, that Jesus made Himself known to them. That they accepted Christ. That they accepted the testimony of the apostles. And it was because the church responded by gathering together and taking care of one another's needs. A simple response but yet a profound one in that the Lord added to their number day by day. The Lord had favor on what the church was doing. The Lord was blessing what the church was doing. As they gathered together, as they didn't neglect, as they didn't panic, as they didn't live in fear, but as they met together to study the gospel and to pray together and to worship together and to eat together, all people around them took notice of it. The community took notice of it. And the church found favor in the community. And God used the church in this specific time to bring those people into Himself. And so this is also relevant for us today. Is that this should be our response to the Gospel and this should be our response to the coronavirus. This is our cultural climate right now. The coronavirus has produced this cultural climate and we have the opportunity and the responsibility as the church to respond in simplicity. Respond in simplicity of continuing to gather to learn about the life of Jesus. To worship together. To pray together to eat together, to take care of one another's needs. This simple response to our cultural climate and the gospel will find favor, will find blessing from God. That just like Peter, that we should respond to the risen King by proclaiming the gospel to the community around us right now. By pointing people to the Good Shepherd. This should be our response. Simple, but profound. That your love is steadfast. That when we're not faithful, you're faithful. Um, that no one can separate us from your love. That when we abide in you, our joy will be made complete. And so, God, my prayer for us is that in this time we would abide in you so that our joy would be complete and we would be a living testimony to the reality of, any, of an eternal hope in you.
God, you're drawing us into you. And so, God, we come. Speak to us. Amen. And so in, in, in closing this morning, um, you know, the passage says that the early church devoted themselves, all right, to prayer, which we just um, did um, together. Um, and it says they also de- devoted themselves to taking care of the needs of others, all right? And so uh, this is an important time um, for us as the church uh, to be the hands and feet of Jesus, all right? To be a city on a hill, to be the salt and light of the world as we've been reading in Matthew. And so um, what, what, what we're going to do now, and this is how we're going to uh, close, is I'm going to turn it over, all right, to the groups, um, and, and the groups are going to have a discussion, okay? If you're not in a group, you can um, brainstorm, all right, um, but I'm going to turn it over now, and you're going you're gonna to discuss as a group how can we best serve and care for our community right now, okay? How can we best serve and care for our community right now? If we're going to be the salt and light of the world, let's do it, all right? If we're going to be a city on a hill, let's do it, um, and so we're going to have that discussion, and so I ask that you guys have that discussion um, because as leadership, we want to take these ideas, we want to take these ways to love our community, all right? And we want to have an organized effort um, to go and do that in this time, okay? And so as you talk and discuss, um, if you, uh, just appoint one person in your group uh, to email me, all right, what your group discussed in regards to ways that we can love and care for our community, all right? And you can email uh, that to me, okay? My email is zbutler at gwcbs.com, all right? Don't take advantage of that, all right? Don't blow up my email and send me all kinds of funny whatever, um, all right? But you can send, all right, uh, what your group discusses, and then leadership, we will take that and, and um, uh, uh, try to get an organized uh, effort uh, to love and care for our community, all right? So go in peace, all right? Trust God, go in peace. Um, and let's talk about how we can love our community well. Um, thank you. All right, we'll see you next week. All right, live stream uh, in your life groups. All right, see you.